guys welcome back to the pretty vulgar podcast maybe you guys have noticed we have different intro music our loyal listeners will notice the difference it is a shout out to taylor swift before she was t swift so in the t we're, we're celebrating the t swift evolution here so we thought we'd start the show by talking or by playing her very first song tim mcgraw, tim McGraw. when she was in a you know an innocent little country singer she was like a teeny bopper country singer yeah and now you know we'll we'll wrap up the show by giving a shout out to look what you made me do her brand spanking new song which is quite a bit different than tim mcgraw you'll notice if you <laughs> want to use the podcast for a reference just a tish bit different so we're back we've been away for a little bit a lot of things Life. life getting in the way roadblocks but we are back and we are ready to talk about pop culture with you lovely people yes so just like a scheduling note today we're gonna you know do our normal format we're gonna do last week's oc in dallas and this week's oc in dallas we're not gonna touch the new york reunion we're gonna save that for next week we're gonna do a special episode all new york reunion yeah, because, you know, the reunions are special. They're and, special. And there's a lot to talk about, and we have yes. a lot of opinions to share with you guys. Yes, so so just a scheduling note, that this will be the episode this week. There'll be two episodes next week, a normal episode and a special New York reunion episode. So keep an ear out for that. We will post on Instagram. Yes, so let's just jump right into it. Okay. Bachelor in Paradise started. Yep, it sure did. They said they were going to deal with the uh, rape allegations first thing off the bat, did they? Absolutely not. I want to know what baseball game they're watching because (laughs) off the bat is not what they did. Okay, what did they do? First of all, it was, it's just, uh, this season is lacking a lot of excitement, I must say, but they danced around the topic. They did not address what actually happened between Demario and Corinne. They just talked about it vaguely, and all the, the cast members were like, we don't know what happened. I don't know what happened either. We were filming, and then all of a sudden we weren't filming, and then we had to go home, and now we're back, and everything's fine. Yeah, he didn't do that. Oh, uh. so they didn't like even really address what happened. No, and then they had Demario on for a special After the Rose, and where he basically cried and said that he was, you know people thought the worst of him and his life has been affected by this and he's not a rapist and his mom was so sad and (laughs) he cried but he's in a better place and Corinne holds nothing against him and apparently she has a new boyfriend well you know that's special so you know it it wasn't what they made it out to be I don't know what happened all we know is that uh he, he did not rape her that is what we know, and, and I've heard from people who are fans of the show that this season has been incredibly boring. It's been really slow. It's been super boring. They need to do something different. I'm not sure if it's because the alcohol level right, has changed. Right, right, They're all too sober for the normal funny things to occur. But yeah, I will say I look forward to it every, it's every Monday and Tuesday night for two hours. Oh my God. So it is a dedication, a commitment. commitment. Yeah. So I, I do feel like I'm on my phone way too much watching it. You well, know, of course, with four hours a week, there's filler. <laughs> there's filler there, people. Yeah, so hopefully Bachelor in Paradise can get it together. But, you know, I don't know. We'll see. Well, you know, speaking of drinking, um, a story came out this week that Chrissy Teigen is now changing her life for the better because, point blank, she was just drinking too much. I mean, I think that's fantastic that she recognized that she had a problem that she felt she had a problem and she took active steps to change that. I mean, that's Oh, awesome. yeah, no, I applaud her. I love Chrissy Teigen. 
I think it's just, I think it's, I don't understand why that has to be a news story, I guess. I mean, probably because she made it into one. She talked about it. I think that's it. it. I think yeah. she just was no one, like, by the way, guys, I'm going to stop drinking because right. I'm an alcoholic. It's not like she's in the news, like, say, Shia LaBeouf for crazy behavior and people are talking right. about her. Right, right, right. She never displayed behavior where we're like, is she drinking too much? Like, where people are talking about her. Like, mm-hmm. oh, God. Exactly. Does she so, have a problem? Kudos to her for sure. Yeah. Work it out, sister. <laughs> Keep strong. Um, a person, perhaps, who doesn't keep strong and is a little wacky and is in the news for all sorts of different reasons, Paris Hilton. Oh, Lord. Back in us. the news, she uh, did an interview where, A, she supported Donald Trump. She said, you know, I've known him my whole life. Love the guy. Vomit. Love the Don. Yes, yeah, she's uh, <laughs> But she's the, the takeaway is if she hadn't had a sex tape, she would be, you know, akin to Princess Diana. That's that's the level of respectability that Paris Hilton expected from this world. That is the biggest amount of bullshit I've ever heard. Princess Diana was literally going to third world countries, walking in minefields, helping orphans with AIDS, changing lives, literally putting her life at risk. And well, Paris Hilton's in Ibiza half the year as a DJ. Well, and... and, and- before that, she was, you know, sticking her hand up cow's asses with Nicole Richie. That's also a good point. Living the simple life. Yeah, so please do not compare yourself to Princess Diana. Like, it's give such me an break. insult. <laughs> no, absolutely. It's it so disturbing. She is, she's on crack. I want to know what, what Thorlamp, how do you say that word? Thorlamphertree? philanthropy thank you i was like what lamp are you talking about you know the lamp where you help people um what has she done i'd love to know because she's she's not on the level of princess Di. well i mean she does rescue a lot of chihuahuas she buys those (laughs) little micro bread chihuahuas that you shouldn't be breeding together and she's insane no stop it (laughs) not no no but on the insane note John and Kate Gosling are back in the news. Oh, yeah. Getting into verbal domestic altercations outside their goddamn children's orthodontist office. That's, that's a new low for them. I feel like they they always are in the news for something terrible. Always. Now, I mean, never they, good. The, their, their life started because they had eight kids at no. one time. I mean, it's only downhill from there. That is a good point. Um, I just feel like, can't you guys get it together by now? Are we still doing the same shit? Your kids, kids need you to be better. Be better for your kids. Be better for your kids. I think that is a good takeaway for John and Kate. Yes. Um, New PSA. I don't know if you guys saw this, but there was a special guest in the audience of Judge Judy last week. I saw it and I was like, oh, Lordy. Amy Schumer. She did. She stopped by uh, Judge Judy, and she was in the audience, which is pretty funny to see, you know, people who are taking real-life cases, and they're taking seriously, and you got Amy Schumer's face in the background. Yeah, but, like, let's be fair. The cases on Judge Judy are like, you stole my radio. Yeah, <laughs> or your dog bit me, or yeah. I was going to use my income tax return to pay you back for this wig that was $1,000. <laughs> Literally saw that one. A wig. I was like, this is a damn good wig for $1,000. I literally saw one the other day where, like, the college frat boy spilled a beer on the girl's laptop. And she was like, he needs to pay for my whole laptop. And Judge Judy was like, why was your laptop on the ground by the beer anyway? Like, I mean, Judge Judy brings the common sense. Yeah, well, which is why Amy Schumer is there. I mean, it's entertaining. It's good shit. I'm not 
I'm not discounting that at all. <laughs> um, Jay-Z came out, um, actually today it seems like, or maybe he did the interview yesterday, but the news came out today, and he, he wanted to explain away why he named his twins what he named them. So you have right. Rumi, who is... The girl. The girl, and she is named after a poet, their I, favorite poet. I find that to be endearing. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm all for that. Yeah, that's fine. It's fine. It, there's worse reasons uh, to name your kid something. So. 100%. Sir, on the other hand. Yeah, this reason. Jeez. Is named Sir because he came out of Beyonce's vag <laughs> like a sir. Which I don't understand what that means. He came out of her vagina with a top hat on and tails. I mean, a monocle at least. He had to have had a monocle. I mean, that's like a minimum requirement for being a, a sir. sir. Yeah, I don't know what that means. Was he knighted? <laughs> Was the yeah. queen there to knight him right out of the vagina? Yeah. Don't even cut that umbilical cord. Let's just knight him and call it a day. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I think that was a really vague and weird thing to say. I just, you picked a weird name. Do it. Own it. You don't have to give I some know. bullshit. I know. He doesn't really have to explain it away. Yeah. Like, like, just, just be like, sir. He's sir. Fuck it. Yeah. Sir. You don't have to name your kid sir. We did. Just, exactly. but, don't, but don't bullshit But me. don't be like, it's like really philosophical because yeah. he like came out like a sir and like there's Sir Elton John and Sir Paul McCartney and now there's like Sir Sir Carter, so. Yeah, it's, I don't like it, so stop. Yeah, so um, also something that came out this week is the long-awaited trailer for the new season of American Horror Story. Yeah, and it is a horror to say the least. I don't know how many of you guys out there watch American Horror Story. It's very popular. It keeps getting renewed. So I assume there's a lot of you. I mean, I didn't watch it when it first came out. I remember um, it was the second season, Asylum, when I started watching it. And I had to go back on Netflix and watch it. And I fell in love with it. And then I was like, Jillian, you have to watch the show. It's crazy. But it has it has fallen apart. Yeah, no. Murder House was the single best season of American Horror I Story. I loved Murder House. And then it just kind of went down from there. Like, Asylum was like 95% great. I and did... then you entered this alien aspect, yeah. which I thought was horrendous. The alien part was stupid. I did love the hotel. Hotel was good, but it wasn't as good as Murder House or Asylum. Yeah, I mean, I do love Gaga, her character. She made... The series. And Matt Bomer. Oh, God, I love Matt Bomer. Don't Sexy even get me Matt. started. But, like, the vampire aspect, I didn't really care for in that. Oh, see, I like the vampire aspect. I like I like that kind of stuff. I don't know. It's just, like, a playing too much on Twilight and Teen Wolf and all this fucking Vampire Diaries <laughs> bullshit that's out there right now. Like, I mean, it's that's too a, much for me. That It does play off of that. But. And then, you, of course, you had Freak Show, which was Ugh. horrendous. God, that was, like, the worst one. Yeah, My no, it was really God. bad. And then the last one before this was Roanoke, which was also tremendously awful. I know, and I you, you have good seasons, and you just hope to God it'll get back to that. Yes. And they're all connected. Oh, we forgot about Coven. Coven, Coven. was decent. Coven was decent, too. I did I did like Coven. Um, but, man, 
So the preview for this season, it's been hyped that it was going to be about the 2016 election. Mm-hmm. We all knew it was coming. It was going to be like, how is he going to do it? What's he going to do? Ryan right. Murphy's crazy. Let's see what's going to happen. You never know what's going to come out of that man's imagination. <laughs> right. So, well, the first thing that we do see is the return of Twisty the fucking clown. That's the fucking character we needed to come back. Well, I don't even... First of all, this is also playing off of something that's in the media. Is It is being re-released. Or yeah. not re-released. It's been remade. So I just can't help but feel like that's coincidentally around the same time. I and think I don't so like because I feel like Twisty could have been left in Freak Show and I would yes. have been quite all right with that. And I also want to know how he's going to tie that into this storyline. Yeah, so the storyline seems to be that Sarah Paulson is a super left-wing, liberal, lesbian, kind of like Sarah Paulson actually is, is in real life. life. <laughs> <laughs> um, and when Hillary Clinton loses the election, she becomes agoraphobic. She won't socialize with people. She won't go outside. She's panicked all the time, anxiety. Right. And then on the other side, you have Evan Peters, who plays an ardent Donald Trump supporter, right. who when Donald Trump wins the elect- election, decides to take it upon himself to torture Sarah Paulson. This is just really extreme for me. Um, while the Hillary supporters and the Trump supporters are vast in their differences. Yes. And uh, have a lot of issues. I just, I can't get behind this season. It seems... Extreme. Yeah. <laughs> like, we do not support Trump, but really? Like, this is where your mind went. You have this imagination that created Murder House mm-hmm. and The Coven. And it's like, this and is... Glee and all this other great right, shit out there. Right. You have this amazing mind... And this is where you went with it. It's kind of, it seems like a low blow and kind of a just uh, like a, a sucker punch almost like, yeah, Trump sucks. So we're going to make his supporters it, seem crazy and it, evil. It would have almost been better, I feel, to take and spoiler alert ahead for Roanoke, but take the kind of plot of Roanoke where it was this reality show. And combine that with the 2016 election. Mm-hmm. That would have been natural to me. That yeah. would have like been twisted and could have made a more, you know, a larger statement about society today. Right. And I think he took the two sides, the Hillary supporters and the Trump supporters, and he took the two most extreme things that could happen on both sides. You have someone, there's so many people who wanted Hillary who didn't win, who are very upset by it, but are not agoraphobic and can get out of the house. And you have Trump supporters who are not evil. Right. I mean, on Housewives of New York, Carol had a Trump supporter at her election party. Right. So it's like, there are people, so he just took really broad spectrums. The pendulum swung really far to the left and really far to the right. And it's going to do absolutely nothing for the divisiveness of this nation. Exactly. (laughs) Like, we're already fucked as it is. Yeah. Like, it's not going to get better. (laughs) No, I just wish, it's like, we already know that there are evil people out there that support Trump. And we already know that there are, you know, so I just feel like we know this. I would have much rather seen something much more imaginative, much more creative. And it, it was a disappointment to hear that that's what it was. Yeah, no, I agree. What's not a disappointment, though, and the, and the big pop culture story of the week started early in the week when Taylor Swift's Instagram went blank. She just deleted that shit. Everything. Everyone's like, oh, God, what happened to Taylor Swift? Where's Taylor Swift? No pictures. What am I going to do without my Calvin Harris pictures or pictures of her and Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively celebrating yeah. the 4th of July? What am I going to do, people? No Girl Squad pictures, no doggy pictures, no Mama and Me pictures. Yeah. Nothing. No so, boys. Then pops up 
these images of a snake, a coiled snake who's slithering and hissing. And of course, the rumors of new music become rampant. And Mm -hmm. Kim Kardashian has blocked the snake emoji from appearing on her Instagram. And people are getting crazy (laughs) and frantic. And then on Thursday, the bomb drops. Taylor Swift drops new music. And I gotta say... It, I love it. I'm obsessed with it. It's like the catchiest song I've ever heard. Yeah. (laughs) Really like the beat and the music and even the overarching theme Uh are amazing. Yeah, I love it. It's the nitty gritty I take issue with. We're going to get into that right now. Um, I'm really excited for this Taylor because she seems so angry, so vengeful. She is tending to those grudges like it's a little garden. I just don't get it, though. No, I get it. I tend to my If you're Taylor Swift, what the fuck do you have to be so mad about? Well, I mean, her, her problems are obviously champagne problems. We've discussed I, this. They are champagne they problems. They are champagne They are problems. not our kind of people problems. Like, let's, I mean, let's just get right into it. Okay, let's do this. So, my first problem with the lyrics is that the first half of the song is directed at one person. It sounds like, again, it's a Taylor Swift, you wronged me. I hate you now, mm-hmm. like every country song she ever wrote. Right. But then the second half of the song transforms into everyone has fucked me and now I'm going to fuck you all. <laughs> she, I mean, I guess that's true. She's, she just seems very angry throughout it. Like maybe. Oh yeah, for sure. Maybe it's, she's starting off mad at one significant person and then it just snowballs and Anyone who gets in her way is in the path of destruction. Okay, okay, I'll give so, you that. So that's what I'm taking away from it. It's just, she starts off with that one person that's fucked her somehow. And, you know, she's had a lot of people in her life that she's angry at. Well, right, and and, and people have commented that they, the song is about Kanye and Kim. Yeah, that's, that's um, exactly. One the, of the lyrics that leads me to that belief is just right off the bat in the beginning of the song, I don't like your little games, don't like your tilted stage. Uh, Kanye sure. had that stage that mm-hmm. was like above all of the crowd and tilted and whatnot. And that mm-hmm. was his thing. So, I mean, I think that's like a pretty blatant Clear. blow. Yeah, <laughs> indication that it's Kanye and Kim she's coming for. Um, we go into the pre-course and one of the lyrics is, Honey, I rose up from the dead. I do it all the time. Right. When has Taylor Swift ever been dead? When has she ever been irrelevant? When has she ever been knocked down that hard that she was like, yeah, I'm coming back for you fuckers? Well, I, that is a good point because, I, like I said, she's got champagne problems. You got all these boys that are amazing who you have broken hearts with and vice versa. So get over it. Um, maybe she's talking about that or I don't know. Maybe it means more to her. Her problems are more personal to her than they are to us. I mean, I guess, but I'm just like, oh, okay, all right. And then she moves on to making her list and checking it twice. She's got a list of people. Why did Santa become an evil, vengeful <laughs> bastard? I don't understand. He does have that naughty list. <laughs> Maybe I mean, she borrowed like, it from him. She clearly did, although she underlines her shit in red. She wants to make sure she knows who she's coming for. Yeah, yes. Yes, she does. That's she, why she's making her list and checking it twice, just like Santa. I did hear that, and I was like, oh, that never mind me of Santa. Okay. <laughs> so then, like, there's this, the second verse starts, the beat's the same as the first verse. Then she says this line, you asked me for a place to sleep, lock me out, and through a feast. What? So here what I think she's talking about is Kanye fucked her over at the VMAs. 
the very first time where mm-hmm. he took the mic out of her hand and said Beyonce should win. Then they made up. So she's saying like, oh, we made up. We were good. And then you fucked me over again by making that music video, saying I told you you could do it that way, having Kim record it. So that's what I think she's speaking to. I just don't understand the actual lyric, though. It, it's uh, You it, locked me out and threw a feast. And then it's, it's the word what? She says, what? Like, <laughs> like she doesn't even understand. She's like, what? What? Did, how did this happen? What happened? I don't know. I don't understand. I think she's saying, what? Like, what? Did, how did this happen to me? Like, yeah, exactly like that. Like, so, I don't get it. <laughs> so then the next part of the song is what I like to call the Fergie breakdown. See, so in this part, and, and bear with us, we're going to try to be multimedia today, which is going to may or may us. not work. So it's going to work. I'm going to play the part of the song that I am discussing. So hold, please. Here we go, guys. I love it. I love it. I just want to rock out right now. So Fergie, and I apologize because that's gonna come out really, really loud. That's all right. Um, I should have figured out a way to warn you before that because I didn't adjust the volume before I recorded (laughs) it, so I can see on my screen though that it recorded super loud. Um, so. Sorry, guys. That is like literally every Fergie song that's ever been recorded. It has the little rap breakdown, and it sounds exactly the same, because I do not think that Taylor Swift is a tremendous vocalist. I think she is a good writer. I think she is an average singer. Really? Yeah, she's not a good vocalist. Have her sing anything else. Have her sing Whitney Houston, Celine Dion, anything that, you know, involves a little power, a little range, you're not going to get it from Taylor Swift. I mean, that's a good point, and we haven't heard her sing something to that degree. So right. that, that's a good point. Um, I don't know. It, I didn't think of that as a Fergie-sounding song, and Fergie hasn't released something in a long-ass time. No, Fergie's releasing new music right now. Is she? Yeah. Okay, well, I'm out of it. What the <laughs> hell, man? I'm, is she? Uh, yeah. Not singing. And it's consistently released music I, since she left the Black Eyed Peas. I feel like she has, but not in a long time. Like, when was the la- when was her last single? She literally just released a song in the last 30 days. What is it? I've not heard I it. I can't think of it off the top of my See, head. See, we're sitting here talking about Taylor Swift, so obviously Fergie is not bringing us what we need. Well, yes, I mean. Because we're not talking about her. Yeah, no, I definitely get that. I can't think of the song. Like, Yeah, no, I'd have to look it up, but. Well, interesting. Um, Okay, sorry, Fergie. <laughs> Didn't know you were doing that. Good for you. <laughs> um, but I feel like that's everything that's like Fergalicious. And... Fergalicious. No, you're right. It does sound similar. I don't know. I, I really can't wait to hear the rest of Taylor's music. It's supposed to drop in November. I am thrilled to hear more. Yeah, no, I'm definitely excited. And and, and the preeminent line in the song is, I'm sorry the old Taylor can't come to the phone right now. Why? Because she's dead. I love that because I feel like I've had a lot of things in my life that I've had to come back from that are all, that are not champagne problems, people. Yeah. My Mine are real fucking so, problems. So you relate, yeah. but not on the level of Taylor Swift. Yeah, yeah. They are not Taylor Swift problems. Mine are real life problems, people. Um, so I love that part because it's like, yeah, I feel like I've, I like I like it. I think it's yeah. badass. I think yeah. it's, like, like I said, the overall, like, idea that she's trying to put out by the song, I get it. I identify right. with it. Yes. Good for you. Right. I don't think she actually identifies with her own song, if that yes. makes sense. Yes. Like, I agree with that 100%. I feel like the general public absolutely does. You've been wronged by a man. You've been wronged by a girl. You've had someone personally attack you. You've had really bad, shitty things happen to you, and you've gotten back up, and you've come, and you've fought. 
Yes, but I don't think she identifies with her own song. I think that's accurate. That's the problem. So um, that's the pop culture stuff this week, guys. It's kind of Taylor Swift dominated. Yeah, but that's okay. I mean, her song, I love it. I'm obsessed with it. I listen to it on repeat when I take my daughter to school. So she loves it, It's a good song. Yeah. So um, in Real Housewives news, Carol has renovated her apartment. It's no longer, you know, cat lady chic. A cat or a pussy sauna, as Bethany calls A pussy sauna, as, you know, Bethany referred to exactly. It looks so chic. It looks so good. She, whoever she got to do do it, did a, an amazing job. Yeah, no, it's it looks really good. So if you so haven't pretty, seen it, go to our Instagram, go to their Instagram, check it out. Yeah. It's it's really gorgeous. It's, it is so good for her. Um, this ended up coming out on the reunion anyway, but before the reunion, I saw a People article about how Bethany and Dennis were back together. Yes. I'm really glad that she's back together with him. I feel like he makes the most sense to her. I feel like they are on the same page. Um, and I think that much more than the toothless hockey player. Yeah, that was gross. I don't understand that at all. And she did talk about this on the reunion, so I'll just talk a little bit about this, but she talked about how... Dennis had told her you don't let me love you yeah and I think that is an absolute point you can only love people if they allow that love in right so and I I think she's in a good place now and I really hope she can make it work and she can keep moving towards good things yes so and then then lastly in Real Housewives news uh the Real Housewives of New Jersey preview came out it sure did and it brought drama it it's i it's so old school i love it thank you daniel staub for coming back because right? we've got chair throwing we got table throwing we've got fist banging we've got the it's, real housewives of new jersey back yeah it's gonna be so much better it's not gonna be the same boring shit as the last couple of seasons so i'm really excited to uh to see that season yes and what we'll hopefully see kind of revealed is a new story came out also this week that Teresa and juicy joe may may have finally Called it quit. Well, thank God. First of all, why is she with him in the first place? Second, God only knows. Second of all, deport his fucking criminal ass back He's to Italy. So gross. Like literally, he like said on while being recorded, he wasn't smart like Tom to D Mike. He's like, my cunt wife is coming over. Yeah, I like. Come on. There's no going back from that, and I'm telling you what, that is grounds for divorce for me. Yeah. Because where there's smoke, there is fire, and that cunt smoke that he was you know recorded saying there's there's fire underneath that 100 percent. as much as they deny 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 joe juicy joe is the whole reason she got into the situation she was too fucking stupid absolutely. to know anything else on her own absolutely juicy joe took advantage of that got her to sign all this shit she spent a year in prison exactly lost a year of her life though you i think she thought it was a vacation well, she's also, like I said, stupid. Yeah, she is but stupid. <laughs> I, can't, I really can't stand that bitch. I think she's an evil person. She's awful. She's She is awful. But that's what I, I can't wait. I can't wait to get back into the Teresa Danielle. Like, everyone's just fucking all over the place. And it looks like even, like, Dolores and Siggy get into it this year, whereas they were kind of like this comic relief standoffish uh-huh. last season. So I can't wait to see where it goes. It's going to be awesome. So let us start with... Orange County. Remember, we're doing two episodes of Orange County, two episodes of Dallas. We're going to go back, go far back to the Sip and Tea standoff. Right. Which started with Megan pumping and a hodgepodge of random scenes, as Housewives likes to do, that add nothing to our lives. Exactly. Um, so, Vicky is at home, and she's got the grandkids there, uh-huh. and their little terrace. <laughs> 
<laughs> but she's like, I love them. Boys are a different breed. Like, they are wild and crazy. But boys as children, whew. Yeah, no. Um, and I don't really understand why the boys and Brianna's dog and, like, every person in Brianna's life is over at Vicky's house besides Brianna. Brianna's got shit to do. I, I really don't know. I've been wondering that, too. I don't know if she's working or what. Yeah, I don't know either. It was very confusing to me, but Vicky's all happy about it. Yeah, she loves her, her grandkids. Um, Megan's planning the sip and see party with her cousin Nanny. Um, she did say it was a Southern thing. She did say that, and I was going to bring that up. Um, so maybe it is a Southern thing. I did see it on Little Women LA several years they ago. They probably adapted it. No, I'm sure. Time. I mean, lots of things start off as a, you know, a, yeah, cultural, like a cultural thing, thing and then make its way to the cultural to the appropriation mass, yeah people. to the masses so um um she yeah. does she does is she does end up inviting vicky as we you know we'll discuss later um she tells tamra and shannon or she like she talks about how with her nanny cousin um how she told tamra and shannon that you know, Vicky wasn't going to do anything in front of the baby. Right. So we re- revisit that scene, but... Uh, I feel like there's a lot of revisiting and a lot, a lot of pointless conversations. I've been really underwhelmed with Housewives the uh-huh. last couple weeks. Yeah, like this, I don't feel like this conversation between Megan and her cousin slash nanny mm. didn't need to happen. No, I agree. So, um... So Peggy and D... Then we flash to Peggy and Tico who are at home and... They are rehashing the Lamborghini event. They have a little tift over beating a dead horse. Peggy doesn't seem to get that that's a metaphor she, for a hot minute. Yeah, she, she does not get a lot. Like, get, beating a dead horse. Why would you beat a dead horse? Exactly. You wouldn't. Yes, exactly. Um, then, like, Megan calls her while her phone is, like, resting on the edge of the table, and the phone falls off and smashes. Yeah, don't leave it on the edge of the table. I don't know what to tell you. But really? she, she does make it seem like, she's like, Megan, you need to go to the iPhone. I know. Like, like she legitimately wanted Megan to go buy her a new phone. Which was insane. Like, I didn't I was put like, your phone what there. Is wrong? I'm definitely coming to your side now of, like, the Peggy is fucking insane side. Yeah, she is not. Which is really sad because I really like Deco. <laughs> I like Deco, too, but I, I definitely think that Peggy, we have not seen, and we're going to talk about this, too, like, her mastectomy. Mm-hmm. things like that yeah 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 so we're gonna talk about that too but i definitely think that she's a little crazy yes so and and we'll kind of go through the older episodes a little quicker than the most recent ones just because they've already happened you've already seen them you've already had time to digest right um lydia and doug are planning this magazine launch party it's at sushi roku which is disgusting yeah um, we've been to sushi roku and i was like this is the worst sushi you could get yeah like i'm not a fan no um and they're going to have, like, this shave station, which I think is a bizarre thing when you're having food. It's like, disgusting. Whiskers and hair flying? Ew. Yeah. No, no, no. Um, then Tamara and Shannon go shopping for the sip and see gift. And they're, you know. Weird and go- hello. Yeah. Hello. They're talking about hello. how are they going to greet Vicky and different hellos they might use. Yeah. And- just, just be your normal self and be like. Hey, what's up? And walk away. The way they were saying hello was really comical to me. Hello, hello, hello. I know. It was so fucking weird. Yeah. It was um, bizarre. Vicky is also shopping with Kelly Dodd at the same time, or what they make us seem is the same time. Right. Who knows? Uh, 
for the sip and see and they're like gagging over this kid that's shit in the store yeah it was really weird and also i just didn't feel like it was needed yeah and then like they talk about how like tamra's trying to friend kelly dodd and i was like wait kelly called tamra yeah she's not what are you talking about yeah they've got that twisted and then they start talking about Kelly's vagina and how it was crusty and itchy on and on fire for the first day. And she hasn't even had sex with Michael or a vibrator since she's <laughs> had her vagina rejuvenated. So it was all for naught. Um, Kelly then talks to her mom about going on a smoothie date with mm-hmm. Shannon and Tamara, which by their outfits occurs on the same day. Yeah. Like, they're out shopping, and they're like, let's call Kelly Dodd and go be friends. Yeah, it was very quick. Um, They go on the smoothie date. Um, It's, it's, you, we flash back. We see that Lydia has apologized for the quiet woman drama. She thinks she caused it by inviting Kelly to the quiet woman and all that. She did kind of cause it. Like, she she shouldn't have invited her. Yeah, Absolutely. But Kelly's like, oh, no, I didn't know you guys were going to be there. I didn't know it was going to be a thing. Lies. So, like, and Shannon doesn't buy it. Mm -hmm. So good for you, Shannon, keeping your feelers out there. (laughs) Shannon then, again, tells Kelly that, you know, Vicky is the cause of all her weight gain and blah, blah, blah. And she's appalled. She is appalled. And uh, they decide to let the past be the past, which it never is. No. Never is. No, it's going to be the future just before you know it <laughs> i don't know why they ever say anything like that because it never is that yeah i agree um so then we're flashing to before the sip and see and going to the sip and see so at the tamra meets shannon at her house for the sip and see tamra looks great she's wearing this white dress that's super cute uh-huh. and her hair looks cute yeah she's pulled it together yeah no definitely um Shannon has, apparently has this killer walkway in her house where people can't walk in <laughs> high heels yeah i couldn't live like that it's fucking bizarre. Like, like this is your home. She's that like you live calling in. Tamara at her front door and being like, yeah. "I can't come answer the door. Can you please just come in?" Yeah, no, I want a walkway that I can walk in my heels in. That's stupid. Yeah. So um, Kelly and Vicky meet up to go to the sip and see together. Kelly tells Vicky that she's being blamed for Shannon's weight gain, and predictably, Vicky's like, "What? What? What? It was what? very funny." Um, and then Vicky doubles down and is like, "I wasn't telling lies. I've got texts. I have pictures." I want to see these pictures that prove that Shannon was abused by David. I want to see them too. And, and I think, the text. I mean, but, you know, Vicky doesn't have shit, first of all. Right. Because she would just, show them if she did. She's just going to play it like Brooks. Like, mm-hmm. she's going to be like, I don't have to show you anything. Exactly. I don't have to. I would love to see them if she actually had them. Absolutely. So then they go to the sip and see. Um, again, Kelly's telling everyone, oh, I didn't know that, that Shannon and Tamara, we're going to be there, blah, blah, blah. Um, Lydia's like, oh, yeah, I don't feel like Kelly was being malicious. And I was like, Lydia, you're clearly an idiot. Well, Lydia is an idiot. I can't stand her. The shit that comes out of her mouth, I cannot even get over sometimes. Like, she's so stupid. It's so stupid. And so the, the ladies are outside, and then Shannon and Tamara lock in. And it's, like, off to the races, essentially, at mm-hmm. first. Like, the tension is so... Thick. thick yeah like, you cut it with a knife oh 100 percent like um and i think it's funny because again as i said earlier in the season the comic relief is shannon shannon gets stressed out she grabs a sandwich she grabs a skewer she's always asking where the food is she yeah she's like and i haven't eaten it's always i haven't eaten so long i haven't eaten yeah i know it's like crazy the uh interesting decor choice i feel at this party is this 
photo booth cutout. <laughs> I like, thought where that was you could hysterical. be Megan's baby. That is hysterical. It's, like, so bizarre to me. I was like, Lord Almighty. It is really bizarre, but I'm not going to lie. I loved it. And I was like, if I ever have another baby, I just want that at my baby shower. It's so awkward. It is hysterical. I want a bunch of pictures of me holding, like, human heads oh. with a baby body. <laughs> I think it's just, I think it's hysterical. It's like slightly disturbing, but. It's hysterical to me. I'm all, I'm all for it. Um, they, they do the whole presence thing and it's like very awkward with all these girls there and Tamara's just pounding drinks. Yeah, I'd She's have to. like champagne after champagne after champagne. I would have to pound vodka to deal with Vicky. You don't get, I would need like a morphine drip to deal yeah. with Vicky Gumpelson, so mm-hmm. let's be real. Yeah. Um. Lydia actually invites everyone to her party, which we'll discuss in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, then Vicky leaves and she says bye to these girls who don't even acknowledge that she exists. Yeah. Then Megan and Tamara and Shannon kind of discuss how the party went and how Vicky's a crazy bitch. And that's really the end of that. Well, she's a crazy bitch. Yeah, no, absolutely. So these are, these are facts. So, um... The next episode of OC, the one that aired on Monday, was called The Unnoble Woman. And again, starts off with Vicky and the kids at home, and they're climbing on her refrigerator. I know, I was and like, I would kill my daughter if she climbed on the refrigerator. That's so, like, he's going to fall, crack his head, he's going to break the refrigerator. They're like heathens, these children. That's, that's, that's the age group, though. Like, <sighs> guys, I know. That is the age group. That's totally normal. And boys, they feed off of each other. They're crazy. But that's what they do. It's insane. It's too much. It's too much. Yeah. Um, Vicky, like, talks about how much she loves being a grandmother, but she almost lost her daughter over Brooks. Yeah, she didn't love it enough to uh, hold on to it. Exactly. Um, Bri- Vicky wants Brianna to have more kids. She She's does. all about being a grandma. Yeah, she wants a little girl. Vicky, I mean, Brianna's like, no. <laughs> Well, she's got two little boys running around. Right. She's like, can I have a sip and see toddler party? Like, <laughs> let's do that. Um, Vicky tells Mike, Michael, that he needs to be dating a mate. Yeah, not not just someone to have fun with, I guess. Yes. Like, and they start talking about sex once again. That's weird. Leave your grown adult man alone. Yeah, I think it's very... Your son, I mean, not man. Well, I mean, he is a man. He is a man. Yes. <laughs> but leave him alone. Um, then we flash over to Megan, who's just, like, going through all her beautiful gifts, because she's got so many gifts, because people need so many goddamn gifts when they're so rich, for God's sakes. It's true, all the rich people get free shit, it's not fair. What I noticed is Megan's dog, Girly Girl, is a service dog. What? Yeah, they had the service dog tag on her. So she had to go through special training and stuff, that's not Mm -hmm. a joke. You can buy that shit online. You can? You literally can buy the license and the tag online, and no one is allowed to question you about it. Well, that's bullshit. That dog runs around like a crazy person. Mm -hmm. It's not a service dog. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. All right, well, that's weird. And and during this interaction, she FaceTimes Jim, and she's, again, complaining how he's never there. You married him knowing who he was. Exactly, and you procreated with him, specifically because this wasn't easy. It's not like he had a vasectomy, so it wasn't like he was impregnating you. Exactly. You went through IVF. Like, yeah. you purposely went out of your way to do this. Yeah, it wasn't just, like, a surprise. And then the most sickening section of the episode occurred, which was Lydia's birthday. Ugh. Everything disturbed me about it. Everything. Yes. Let's start with the $90,000 car. Yeah. The big old SUV. Mm-hmm. Then she got a $180,000 car. Yeah, that was obscene. The Aston Martin. So, no, she got two cars. That's obscene. 
It's ridiculous. I'm sorry. I know you have money, but that's gluttonous. At a certain point, you have to say, what? She got literally almost $300,000 worth of cars. Yeah, that's stupid. Then they take the Aston Martin, and they drive to a helicopter, helicopter. Mm-hmm. and they fly to Catalina. Yeah, no, that's... I, I thought that was stupid, because from Los Angeles, you could ferry your boat across to Catalina. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't you just do that? Because they have so much money. They're oh, so rich. So the rich. When you get, like, $300,000 worth of cars for your birthday, you can helicopter to Catalina. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> um, the, the interesting thing is that, that Peggy... I mean, I'm sorry. Lydia has made Doug's vasectomy appointment. Yeah. She's just made it. She's like, I've made your appointment. Good luck. <laughs> I know. It's so bizarre. I mean, he doesn't seem on board with it. And she keeps talking about cutting off his balls. You're not cutting off his balls, literally. So let's and just And she's like, yeah, down. we're going to have a ball cutting off party. And... No. You know, she's, she's so awkward. And everything that comes out of her mouth makes me want to slap her. Yes. Agreed. <laughs> so then we flash to Peggy, who's at home with her kids. And she's making coffee for them before they go to work. And this is where we find out. She's like, oh, they don't have to work. They choose to work. And I, I lost instant respect for Peggy there. Because part of my respect for Peggy was grounded in the fact that she is super wealthy, but has all these kids working. Right. Teaching them things. No, they're not, they're not being taught anything. No. They're working for whatever reason. They want the discount at, you know, Diane von Furstenberg or whatever it is. Yeah, that's why they're working there. And probably to put it on a college application and um, call it a day because she's still giving them money. So, no, they're not learning it. They're not learning a damn thing. Well, and then she starts talking more about the Vicky and Tamara, and I'm like, this doesn't involve you at all. You weren't right. there. You don't know these people. Like, So I really appreciate her kids are like, why don't you just stay out of it? Like, this exactly. doesn't involve you. And she can't keep saying stop talking about it because she wasn't the one who was wronged. She wasn't the one who was attacked. And she wasn't there when Vicky made up cancer with someone. Exactly. No, you're exactly right. Like, so, they, she can't speak to it. She can't even exactly. be involved in the conversation. Right, but she tries to. Oh, she does. She certainly does. Um, Eddie and Tamara go to dinner, which necessitates, for some reason, a flashback to the most disgusting scene in uh, Housewives history, the bathtub scene. That's why her daughter, I'm like, that's why your daughter's embarrassed by you, because you're having sucks in a bathtub yeah, on Bravo. It's so fucking gross like i fucking Ugh. oh god all the flashbacks i was like oh i hate Eddie and tamra it's gross gross Go i away, remember please. when no. that episode aired i was like oh my god no yeah no no you, no 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 i and you know what now that this whole thing where sydney has spoken out against tamra has happened mm-hmm. i don't want to hear about sydney anymore yeah. i find it to be disingenuous i yeah, don't want to hear now. about it just like stop it like i felt sorry for you but if half of what your kid is saying is true, you're disgusting. Yeah, just leave her alone then. She wants you to leave her alone, so do it. You could text her privately. You could try to rebuild a relationship privately, but stop talking about it on the show. Well, and then she she even goes as far as to say, maybe if I had stayed married to Simon, oh, I'd God. still have Sydney. Well, yes, that's obvious. If you'd stayed married to Simon, you would still have all your kids in your life because you'd all be living together and it'd be fucking disturbing yeah. because you guys fucking hated each other. Exactly. Can you imagine what kind of children would come out of that home my god seriously it's so fucking disturbing and then just so we get we get to see this dichotomy in this episode where you see like eddie and tamara at dinner and you see um peggy and lydia and doug i don't know why i always want to call her peggy she's like much more like a peggy to me for some reason she does look more like a peggy than lydia so lydia and doug at dinner and now you see kelly and michael at dinner and Mm -hmm. this is a totally different kind of relationship because they clearly hate each other they do the way they go at each other and the way kelly talks to him is insane 
Yeah. Like, it's why like, are they together? Like, even just going over the menu, she's like, I want this, this, and this. And he's like, do you want to maybe try this? And she's like, we're going to have this, this, and this. I know. I did want the ceviche, though. And she's like, I wanted the lobster mac. It sounded delicious. I don't disagree with her. I was like, mm, I want some ceviche right now. Um, for, they start talking about Michael's birthday, and Kelly's like, oh, you should go to the senior center. Because <laughs> like, he's are so you much- fucking kidding me? Well, he is 60. He's 58. I thought he was 60. <laughs> I mean, he's getting up there. I don't know. Oh, Gonna, my God. He's like ping like, pong with the, how, with the boys. How embarrassing. And then she goes on to tell about him about the senior center and how she went with her mom. Mm-hmm. And it was like a therapy session. I was like, bitch, this lady wasn't even a therapist. She was just some lady who worked at the senior center and was showing you around and you broke down to her. Yeah, and that's not okay. And you, the way you talked to your mom was not okay. No, no, no. Um, Then you see the last couple together. You see Shannon and David together at home. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> Kelly's making buttermilk chicken because buttermilk is good for you. Last I, time I checked, that's an ingredient in ranch dressing. I, so. When she said that, I was like, buttermilk? What? What is she talking about? Why don't you just grill the chicken with some little bit of salt and pepper and that will taste good? Yeah, like I'm marinating it in buttermilk. Buttermilk is one of the most fattening things on the earth for you. Yeah, I think she needs to get a nutritionist or something. And then, like, David's, you know, eating chips and she's complaining about how he's eating chips. And I'm like, look, dude. This is like every man on the face of the earth. Absolutely. They always munch before dinner. It's just a thing. And also, are you his mother? Yeah. You're his wife. He is a grown man. If he yeah. wants to eat chips before dinner, he and, can And do if it. he doesn't eat dinner, that's fine too. You've that's still got him. kids to provide for. you got yourself yeah. to provide for. you all eat dinner and life goes on. And honestly, he's going to eat the dinner. He... He's very, he works out all the time. So it's not like he's obese where, you right. know, this is something right, right, you right, have right. to like get onto him about, but it's like, stop nagging him. I, you're nagging. It's just too much for me. I, I can't, yeah, exactly. I don't live with her and I can't listen yeah, to it anymore. Exactly. Let him eat. And they're chips and salsa. It's not even like he's eating like a sandwich or a yeah. whole another meal or anything. You have chips and salsa for dinner at, at a, every Mexican restaurant yeah, I've ever created. Yes. It's you're fine. exactly right. This is where we find out though that. Uh, Shannon is going to open a healthy restaurant. Oh, God, that's right. Miss can't put down the sandwich herself. <laughs> it's going to teach other people how to marinate their chicken and buttermilk. And here's my thing. When I go out to eat, we don't just eat at crappy places. No. We eat at really nice places because when I go out to eat, I want it to be an experience and I want to eat something that I couldn't do for myself. Well, pretty much I can't do anything for myself because I don't cook. <laughs> accurate. That is but, accurate. But that's, that's besides Elizabeth the point. Elizabeth has broken a wooden spoon in a mixer. It's true. I love <laughs> guys. That's a true story. Um, but I want it to be an experience. I don't want to eat grilled vegetables and grilled chicken at a restaurant. Also, she's making it with the owner of Z Pizza, who's this like small pizza chain that started in Orange County, and now they have them. Like There's one in Valencia. There's a few others. Mm-hmm. It's not that good. Right. It's just not that good. No, it's not. So, like, like, I just feel like that doesn't sound appealing to me. And David brings up valid concerns. Like, she's like, he's not supporting me. Um, He's bringing up valid concerns. When you start a business, your partner in life should be like, well, have you thought about the money? Have you thought about the turnover rate? Have you thought about or this? Or the fact that a restaurant is probably perhaps one of the hardest businesses to start it is it is even in the best of economies it's the hardest to start yes yes and 
I just don't think she see, she sees it as criticism and him not being supportive, but I see it as him being supportive and caring and wanting her to see the big picture. If I'm going to be real honest and I'm looking into their marriage from the perspective that Bravo has given me, <laughs> yes, um, she's the problem. <laughs> I, I it clearly seems to be that way. Like it, I I am I firmly believe that about seventy five to eighty percent of the time, it's both partners' fault that there's cheating. Yeah, I do I think too. there is a certainly an element where people are just disgusting. I 100% Absolutely, believe that. Absolutely, yeah. But I do believe there is a large portion of cheating that occurs because one partner is being overly critical and just kind of I'm never I'm not condoning cheating. No, no, no. But people get pushed and people who are weak break. Mhm. So these people like David are weak. Yeah, but he's being pushed. He is being pushed and I mean he should have obviously done something different than cheat, but I I guess I understand how he got to the point where it was okay for him in his mind to yeah, cheat. Yeah, like he didn't see himself as having a marriage anymore. Right, he He's was mentally a checked mother out. And uh-huh. So then we see Tamara call her mom and she rehashes this whole thing and her mom is so sad about Sydney. But again, I find this all disingenuous because mm-hmm. it seems like Tamara has caused the problem. So. Yeah, and... I'm telling you right now, if this situation was between my daughter and myself, my mom would be on the phone talking to my daughter. There's just no way. Well, and that's, Tamara had said that earlier. Yeah. That, you know, if it were her to Ava, she would be on the phone, like, trying Mm -hmm. to work it out all the time. This phone call doesn't excuse the fact that that's not occurring. No, I agree. So, then we go to Lydia and Doug's party. Gang's all here. Mm-hmm. Tamara looks really fierce, but I think the look is a little too young for her. I did not like her hair. It I just lo- it made her look too young. It was like she was yeah. trying to fit in with the teenage element. Yeah, I just I felt I didn't like it. I think hair. Vicky looks super dowdy. She did, and she was walking like a truck driver. <laughs> yes, like on the stop and see or stop and repeat. I was like, what are you doing? She's walking like a truck driver. I'm yeah. like, do you have a dick in between your legs? What is happening <laughs> right now? That was one of her surgeries. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um. Michael's not there again, and Kelly's like, it's okay, I can go out, but I was like, maybe he's embarrassed to be seen with you. You guys are always getting thrown out of these places because you're bad true. And you know what? Maybe he just doesn't like going to those types of parties. Like, there are people who prefer to stay home and watch TV at night after they get off work. They don't yes. want to go to a party. Yes, agreed. Um, you know, Peggy's double mastectomy is brought up. Megan didn't know. Now she knows. Right. Um, essentially the point of the party is that Peggy inserts her foot in mouth. She sure does. She proceeds to tell Tamara how she should deal with the Vicky Gunvalson situation, which was clearly an error. Yeah, because, okay, Tamara's been dealing with her for 10 years now. Exactly. So even if you knew Vicky for a year, you don't have a right to tell Tamara how to deal with someone she's known for 10 years. Yes. And secondly, you know nothing about the situation. It's you were so not annoying. there. Yeah. So fucking annoying. Shut your mouth. But you need to be clipping your mouth. I do like Dico, though. Dico comes over with vodka sodas. He's like, I'm going to get vodka sodas for everyone. Because like, he knows. He knows. He knows. Vodka sodas the way to a girl's heart. Amen. <laughs> you make me a good vodka soda, I'm telling you. That's a plus. So, Vicky and Shannon leave the party quite burnt. Yeah. And they're I like... that they're burnt. I like that they're hugging each other. I love you. You're the best friend I've ever had. And I know. They're stupid. They're I was stupid. Like, <laughs> that's a weird moment to share those sentiments, but okay. Oh, God. So then we see the preview for next week's episode. They do the Spartan race. Mm-hmm. Um, you find out that Peggy was actually negative for the BRCA gene. Yeah, and so we're gonna dive into more 
her decision to get the mastectomy and, yeah, that's and all an, of that. That's I'm really curious about that because I understand the gene testing. I've had friends that I grew up with in catechism <laughs> who had the, the test done and her gene came back positive. Right. So she did have a double mastectomy, which I completely understand why. I don't understand why Peggy would have the surgery if the test came back negative. Yeah, I don't know. It's so I guess we'll find that I'm out. I'm really interested to hear. No, I, I am too. I mean, I do know that her mother died of breast cancer, so maybe she just was like, I'm going to be super cautious. Like, maybe right. there's an explanation for it. I'm, we're right. certainly not saying there's not. No, 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 no. But no, it no. does insinuate Something's, that there's going to be drama yeah. associated with it. Yeah, and you know Megan, she loves to sniff out a good drama. <laughs> she loves to sniff out fake cancer like it's she, nobody's business. She really does. Um, so now we will move into the return of the Real Housewives of Dallas. And mm-hmm. I will say that it is already so much better than Potomac. <laughs> it is already better than Potomac. Um, so I haven't watched the first season. So I will say I don't have an emotional attachment to these women yet. Yeah, you'll get there, I though. I think I'll get there, yeah. too. And like you said, it's already so much better than right. Potomac. Which, and- a side note, though, I did see a picture on Instagram the other day of Ashley and Giselle together, mm-hmm. which makes me think they're filming. Oh, no. they don't seem like the people that are friends outside of filming. No. Maybe they were just at an event together. I'm going to praise Jesus. Please. No. To the gods. Because I can't do it anymore. Yeah, no. Um, So Dallas. So Dallas. (laughs) Dallas. Look who's not talking. So we start um, at Carrie Duber's house. Mm -hmm. um, And Stephanie comes over and brings her dogs. Right. And my dog just walked in. He's a little pest. How appropriate. (laughs) He's like, dogs, I want to talk. Carrie and Stephanie over the summer have become fast friends. Um, You didn't watch season one, but Brandy and Stephanie were best of friends. Like, like, they literally, I think they said it, but they literally built a house together. They have like a vacation home together. Wow. That's that's friendship. Yeah, that's like crazy. So, um... And this other girl comes over, Cameron, who's this new housewife, who they insinuate is like Elle Woods from Legally Blonde. That's not a bad person to be. No, but I don't like this girl. I don't like her at all. (laughs) See, I I will say I have not formed any opinion about any of the housewives so far. I'm still waiting because since I haven't seen last season, I'm treading lightly with these women. Yeah. No, I get it. And so Cameron comes over and her whole shtick is to play dumb. I don't... I hate when people play dumb. I hate when people play dumb too because I... There's nothing that I like more than seeing a powerful, intelligent woman who speaks her mind and has intelligence to do so. Yes, yes. So Carrie talks about how she wants to move on with Leanne. And so last season, Leanne and Carrie had a very contentious relationship. Right. Leanne, which you can see from the two episodes of the season, is a psychopath. She was, she was, um... Yeah, she made me raise my eyebrows several yeah, times. She's, she's a little crazy. Yeah. Um, they talk about this police report that's out there. So this girl, Marie, who re- they said released it, was on last season. She was, like, one of Leanne's, like, best friends. Right. So she's released this police report where apparently Leanne threatened an old boyfriend with a knife and sandpaper. I want to know what the sandpaper would do. Yeah, I don't know. I was Refine confused. those pores. Like, I'm like, what What damage can you do with sandpaper? Like, just literally sandpaper him until he has no skin left. Like, I mean, tie him down, hold the knife to his throat, and just sandpaper him. A chemical pill would do more than sandpaper. <laughs> um, we also find out that Stephanie has not spoken to Brandy in four months. And she doesn't know why. We don't know why at this point. Right. Like, it's this big elephant in the room. It's a mystery. So, meanwhile, we find out that Brandy and Leanne have been fr- become friends. Again, 
Brandy and Leanne were very much at odds last season. So they had a, a meeting over the summer. Yes, they had a come to fences. Jesus moment. Um, Brandy talks that they talks about how she hasn't spoke to Stephanie. Um, she says that Stephanie spoke shit about her marriage and her Bravo TV blog, and that um, I think we find out later that. Th- there was this Father's Day party, right. and Stephanie came, and she stayed inside all day and didn't socialize. And Maybe she Bra- was hot. It's hot in Dallas. Brand- Brandy took great offense to this, and they could no longer be friends because of this. Brandy needs to calm down. It's hot in Texas, I'm telling you. I've been to Texas a many a time, and it is hot as fuck there. I have not been to Texas, but I have heard that exactly. Yeah, and you know what else? The humidity there is so different than any type of humidity you will experience, like in here in California. it's not You can't even touch it. Yeah. Texas humidity is a new level. I'm sure. I have no doubt. So then we flashed to Cameron at home, and she talks about how she's from California, and her and her husband were such nerds. And I was like, I don't really see you guys as being nerds. Even though no. the flashback picture, I was like, nothing here screams nerd to me. Right. Maybe uh, she wants to be considered a nerd. She wants you to know that she's not a gold digger. She's blonde by birth, pink by choice. <laughs> um, I mean, Okay. That statement, I was like, oh, okay, thanks. Very yeah. strange. I was like, it's, she's just rubbing me the wrong way thus far. So I will say I have made an opinion that rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah. I will say I agree with you. I I kind of put was like put off by her. Just kind of like, eh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then we go and we see Leanne and Deandra do a double date. Deandra's the other new housewife who mm-hmm. is one of Leanne's best friends at the reunion last year. She mentioned going to her wedding and was arguing with Carrie about going to her wedding and all this shit. Um, so they they talk about how Deandra is like a Dallas legacy. Uh, her mom started a healthcare and nutrition line, and she's her name is very important in Dallas. And oh lord! And Leanne's like, she's always been my best friend forever, and which is funny because last season viewers saw Leanne and this girl Tiffany who have been friends for 20 years, were BFFs, and, like, we just don't even mention Tiffany anymore. Because it's not to her best interest right now to mention, to mention Tiffany. Tiffany. yeah. She needs to mention the, the hot new thing. So, um, then after this double date, we, we get to meet Deandra, like, in depth, and we find out that her husband isn't this, like, blue-blood Dallas type. He's, like, a blue-collar Dallas type. Right. I mean, he's, like, a photographer or something, but he's, like, not rich, doesn't come from money. How dare he? Um, she talks about how she came, she went to work in Washington after college, and she came home to help her mom with the business, and her mom was supposed to turn over the company and has not yet done that. So I think that'll be a source of drama. It's like Dynasty or something. It's very Dynasty. It's very, like, yeah. Dynasty Dallas. It's all the same shit. Yeah, which is, it's entertaining. Yes, for sure. Um, Deandra's husband does not know about butter plates. I noted that. He's unaware which silverware to use, which plates to use. They, like, focus in on that. Like, people I'm, give a shit. I, I don't think people give a shit. I think you're absolutely right. I think that especially the silverware people, you go to restaurants and there's, like, five forks. You just use which one you want. But the butter plate, I know my mom puts out a butter plate, um, like, at Thanksgiving, like, special occasions. But it's not, like, an essential part to life. Yeah, I don't have any butter plates. I don't I don't deal in butter plates. Yeah, no, I... <laughs> I, I just I think it's very old school, so that's weird. That that's I think so too. Something they focused on. Um, we see Leanne at her therapist. She has anger issues. Duh. Yeah. That's pretty much all I can say about that. Good for her for seeking help. Yeah, you know that's always a positive. 
Then we see Travis and Stephanie at home and Brian and Brandy at home and they're both talking about the drama that ensued and right. how they're, if they wish their wives would get along again because the men are still friends and the kids are still friends. And both Brandy and Stephanie are talking about how their relationships with their husbands have improved without them being friends. That's interesting. And that's because they were married to each other. Right. So they depended on each other for the that emotional connection, mm-hmm. not their husbands. Yeah, so... They don't know how to have an emotional connection with their husband and a best friend. Exactly, exactly. They d- did not have balance. So yeah. they found out they've had... They have husbands. Shocker. <laughs> News They flash. did get married. Um, Cameron um, t- and Deandra go out dog food shopping because Cameron is going to make a pink dog food line. Stop it. Just leave dog food alone. Stop it. It's just too ridiculous for me to even comment on. <laughs> I'm not going to buy dog food for my dogs because it's pink. It's like so stupid. I just can't even. Yeah, I agree. Um, Carrie and Le- uh, Leanne meet up. They meet up in the park. It's very like ominous, I feel mm-hmm. like. It looks like it's like two mom families coming together. It was ominous. Um, they say they're going to move on in true housewives f- fashion. And but then Leanne do. just jumps into Brandy and Stephanie's conflict. And Carrie's like, this is not our conflict. We should stay the fuck out of it. But they won't. Of course they won't. So the whole episode culminates at a party for Carrie's husband, Mark. It's his birthday party. All these girls come. Um, apparently, Stephanie text messages Brandy and says, Leanne's up to her old tricks. Like, be careful. Oh, Brandy, of course, tells Leanne this on the way to the party. Uh-huh. Of course she um, does. Leanne and Brandy pray. On the way to the party. That was new. I don't know that. Well, I guess Tamara Judge does that quite a bit. But But Lydia does that all the fucking time. Yeah. I just, I don't think that that's the appropriate space to be praying. I'm sorry. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, They get there. Brandy's like, I can't even look at Stephanie. Like, Stephanie says hi to her. She, like, doesn't even say anything She's like, no, bitch, I'm not playing with you today. It's, like, so awkward. And then Leanne just jumps to it jumps in she wasted no time yeah and then it's it just tears ensue and brandy has to leave and leanne comes back real quick she's like i'm gonna leave with you brandy but let me go start some more shit so she goes back in and she talks to carrie she's like you talking shit carrie's it, like i didn't talk shit it just seems weird to me that they just started the drama out of nothing it was like this calm party moment they walk in and bam yeah, just like, it's Leanne, man. She just gets to it. She just she doesn't, does. like, she doesn't waste any time. She just goes full tilt straight in. Which can be a good thing, but it, it I mean, it's good for us because it's entertaining. Yes. Yes. So, the next episode, the episode that aired on Monday was called Hot Dogs. Hot um, I didn't catch that as the name of the episode. That's really funny. Um, and so, we start with Carrie at home again. And uh, she kind of illuminates us to the fact that Mark and her kid are always competing for her attention. Okay. And her husband is not mature enough to realize that the kid probably needs more of it. Is this his biological child? Yes. He has older children from a first marriage because the allegation last season that Leanne kind of brought up about Carrie is that she was a homewrecker. Gotcha. Um, I mean, that's weird to be in competition with your own child for someone's attention. I think that's really weird. Yeah, so it's like, of course, you can see that there's going to be drama there. Yeah, you have to give your child the more attention because they're your children, and that's what it is. They, and they require attention. Yeah, that I mean, children, that's life. That is life. I would agree with that. <laughs> like, I don't understand why he's having a hard time with this. So, um, then we go to Cameron's house, and she's got these kids learning Spanish. That's that's 
the takeaway there. Nothing more than that. Another, another waste of time for me. 100%. So then we go to Stephanie's house, and Stephanie is meeting with her life coach. And she's talking about how they're, her and her husband are actually going to move to Dallas because this woman commutes an hour each way to drop her kid off, then come home, then pick her kids up and come home no. again. That's four hours a day this woman spends in a car right now. No. That's absurd. Yeah. When she like, said why that, have they not moved to Dallas sooner? Yeah. When she thought, I was like, what are you doing? Why are you wasting your time? Yeah. Like, it's just insane. So she also talks to the life coach about the Brandy drama and uh, how they're going to coach or judge this hot dog or fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> They're going to judge this dog costume contest together. And my takeaway from that is must judge dog costume contest. Like, I need to do that. That's what I want in my life is to be a dog costume contest judge. I mean, there are worse things to judge. I feel like, aren't the dogs all cute? How do they not all win? I know, but that's, I, I just want to see them all. I just want to be like, oh my God, this one's just like a fairy. This one's just like R2-D2. Oh my God. That's fairy. Like, I, I just want to play with the puppies. Yeah, I know. It's like. I just, I, I don't even know party. how to concentrate at the dog costume You show. don't. You have a puppy party and just let them love on you. Oh, my God. Um, Brandy and Carrie go to lunch. And Brandy's saying, like, I'm going to be a little wary because essentially Carrie is stealing my best friend and it's mm-hmm. very awkward. Right. Um, and, and we kind of are left with the feeling, like, is Leanne up to her old ways? Is she inserting herself where she doesn't belong? Clearly the answer is yes. Of course she is. Um... Carrie kind of feels stuck in the middle because, like, she feels like she told Stephanie this thing in confidence and Stephanie went back and texted Brandy about it and then it blew up. And That's so why you she's keep... kind of stuck in the middle. I mean, what did she expect when she was playing middleman? Well, th- you're exactly right. You're exactly right. By going back and telling Stephanie this, Stephanie mm-hmm. was going to, like, it was going to get out. It was going to get back to Leanne that it was said. Exactly. And, um, Deandra went and visited her lab and she talks about how she went to uh some hathropathic medical school what is that don't know don't know what that is but she needs the takeaway is she needs to make new products to stay relevant she needs to actually have something that was relevant in the first place (laughs) yeah i've never i've never heard of any of this stuff no i haven't either and i've heard of other housewives lines so yeah no 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 so stephanie and travis go house shopping and they buy the most, they end up buying the most right. interesting of houses, which Stephanie actually, during this visit, puts her foot down and says, no, we are not buying. And mm-hmm. then Travis buys anyway. So that's something. That's good communication but right there. it's a 9,000 square foot custom home with custom chandeliers and custom wallpaper and a pool in the living room. I don't want a pool in my living room. I love pools, but I don't want one in my living room. It's also got a toilet that's going to uh, masturbate you as a female. That was the, the realtor said that. This is going to offer you stimulation. Like, what? (laughs) I remember this part and I had to pause my recording because are you kidding me? I don't want my toilet that you shit into to then masturbate me. That's disgusting. I, I, that is not a a thing. I was speechless that the realtor would even say that, to be honest with you. That is not a thing or should not be a thing. I, some... Some people like it. I don't know. A toilet? Yeah. You, you, I don't know. You vomit in toilets. You poop in toilets. I don't want those nasty things that are in there Ugh. to use the same water to stimulate me. So gross. I know. No, that's not happening. So what all. ends up happening is that 
um, and you see it later in the episode, but it doesn't even warrant its own section, is that Travis has bid on this house and has won. And so now they are the lucky owners of pool in middle of the house. Yeah, he probably got it dirt cheap, too, because no one wants a pool in the middle. It's of so bizarre. Living. And then I did see on her Instagram, like, yesterday or within the last week, that the pool has been cemented in. Yeah, because nobody wants a pool in their middle of their living it's room. It's fucking bizarre. What if someone falls in or... Your, your animal or something. I mean, my God, there's so many weird there's things. There's so many possibities. And this chlorine and your smell in your house. No. Yeah, so the episode here is kind of... It culminates in two parts. The first part is Mark is... Mark Duber is part of this style makers competition uh-huh. where he dresses mannequin and right. they inflate his ego. <laughs> um, he does not win. Well, so much for the inflated ego. Um, Stephanie and Carrie talk kind of about the text messaging. And right. Stephanie's like, I was just trying to be a good friend to Brandy by warning her that Leanne wasn't maybe a good friend to her. She was, she was in the middle. And, and Carrie's like, no, look, look, this is your, between you guys. You guys need to figure this shit out. Yeah. And, and that's where she should be. Exactly. Um, we flash on Cameron pa- packing to go to Cabo and again, talking about pink dog food. That is so stupid. Uh, we flash on Deandra talking to her mom and telling her that she wants to rebrand the product line and how she left a Department of Energy position to come home and help her mom. Did she really, though? I don't know. That's pretty extreme, I feel. <laughs> like, give me a break here. Um, you didn't get a contract from your mom before you came home? It was, I mean, and what, like, really? I, I, I don't know. I don't know what she's doing at the department. I guess Rick Perry is the, uh, you know, head of the Department of Energy and former yeah. Texas governor. <laughs> so maybe she did have a position. I don't know. That's weird. Um, so then we're, we're going to move on to the dog costume contest. And we start with Leanne dressing her dogs. <laughs> and then herself dresses like a hot dog. That's weird. I don't want to look like a hot dog. No, it was very bizarre. And she made all these sexual puns, like, of how do you did. steam the end of a weenie? And that's one stiff bun. Um, both possible names for this episode, by the way. <laughs> I like uh, that's um, one stiff bun. <laughs> I like it, too. <laughs> and then, so we go to the dog costume contest, a.k.a. My Dream. And, yes. Um, I thought it was weird because Stephanie and Carrie both brought their kids. Right. And... I mean, they knew production was happening. They knew it was going to be some scene of drama. Mm-hmm. Why did they bring their kids? Yeah, I don't know why they did either. That's weird. Maybe they don't care if drama is in front of their children. I don't Yeah, leave the kids at home. Yeah. And again, in true fashion, Leanne just jumps right into it. That's her, that's she, her ML. She gets into Stephanie's face, and Brandy and Stephanie start crying, and they say they need to repair their relationship, and it's kind of just this one big to-be-continued situation. We didn't get to the dogs, guys. The, the, they, you know, they did judge the costume contest, but all they talked about is how they couldn't really focus on the costume contest. Yeah. It was so incredibly awkward, but there was, I, like, a witch. There was a where's Waldo. <laughs> I wish they would have done more on the dogs. I mean, that would have been better for me. Yeah. I would have gone for that. Um, the preview for next week shows, like, Carrie and Mark drama, Stephanie and Brandy drama, Leanne going to Stephanie's Halloween party drama. You know, the list of drama is endless. I will say I'm more excited about Dallas than Potomac, so yay for Dallas. It's not a New York or an OC or Beverly Hills, but it's, it's a 
okay. It's hanging in there, I think. It's young. It's it young. has time. It has time it's to grow. It, yeah. <laughs> so we will give it more time. We will give it the time that it deserves. So thanks, guys, for tuning in to our podcast. And yes. as always, go download, subscribe, and rate us on iTunes. Also, follow us on Instagram, Pretty Vulgar Podcast. Let us know what you're thinking about our discussions, questions, comments, love, hate, whatever you want to send our way. We'll take it. Yes, yes. And remember, next week, two episodes, a regular episode for OC in Dallas, and then a special New York reunion-only episode. Yeah, yeah. All things New York reunion. So thank you guys for listening. Bye. Look what you made me do. Look what you made me do.